and beyond the fruited plain welcome home to the wendy bell radio program i'm thrilled every single time i get to be behind this microphone to talk to you and share our view of common sense conservative values we've got a great show for you today as always we encourage you if you haven't checked out our podcast please do so it's so nice breaks everything down into three 40 minute segments all the commercials chit chat everything gets carved out of it wendy bell radio wherever you get your favorite listening material maybe you want us on your phone too Take us with you wherever you go, because it always feels like home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, there's a lot to talk about today that involves our Congress. Some stuff going on in the House. In fact, as we speak... If I'm not mistaken, or imminently, if I am, the House is going to vote today on impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security Secretary. These are pretty big developments. This is not a tit for tat. This is not a nya nya. It's not a tit for tat. It is purposeful. And he's not the only one on the chopping block. We are seeing, I think, the flushing of real, honest, patriotic, make America great again, enthusiast conservatives in Congress as they're separating away from the old retiring guard. The people who've been there forever or who were cherry picked to represent an R in the column, but a D in the voting America has come to a crossroads, and we are tired of the same old, same old that costs us, that punishes us, that separates us, and we're done. I want to talk to you about all of that in the moments ahead, but I wanted to read you this. Right before I went on the air, I see this headline, Breitbart.com, Iowa Legislature considering requiring national anthem to be sung in classrooms. Amen. Here's how it goes. 
The Iowa State Legislature is debating a rule requiring schools to stand and to sing the national anthem at the start of each day. House Study Bill 587 would not only require students to sing the anthem, but also to learn the song about it, how it came to be, how it was written, and its history leading up to it becoming our national anthem. Now, I ask you, how many of you know the history? How many of you know what was going on at the time? I didn't. Doesn't it seem like something reasonable for our students to know about? I would think so. The board of directors of each public school shall require all teachers providing classroom instruction and all students in attendance to sing at least one verse of the national anthem each school day, as well as during patriotic occasions. Students who would be would be able to formally opt out with parental approval, especially students who are physically unable to stand during the song. I'm pretty sure we could make some accommodations for those folks. But look, if you are the parent of a student in these United States of America in the year 2024, and you think it's okay for your child to not love this country, to not want to stand and to sing its glory and its praise, then you might as well teach your child how to take a knee, how to bow down at the altar of woke and suck and perpetuate this ridiculous chapter of American history that, quite frankly, we're all done with. This is ridiculous that parents would be able to let their kids opt out. Now, this is interesting because there's some pushback. Some Democrats in Iowa don't really like the idea. Well, you know what? You can pack up your freaking bags and you can get out too. Because we're done playing games. This place is more than a chunk of land. It is more than dirt and all of the delicious fossil fuels underneath it that could fuel us forever. It is about sacrifice. It is about blood. It is about war and crazy and people coming together to push this country in the direction that it needs to go. And my friends, if we're not going to pay tribute to it, I dare say you don't deserve to be here. There are many other places you can, in fact, with whatever your illogical reasoning is. So I did a little research. And I want to tell you about that beautiful Star Spangled Banner. It's got a long history, my friends, dating back more than 200 years. In fact, all the way back to 1814. The new United States of America at that time, only about 20 years old, was in another bloody battle. We were fighting against Great Britain in the War of 1812. And the war had been raging for a year and a half when a young lawyer named Francis Scott Key was sent to a British ship to negotiate the release of some American prisoners. Now, these negotiations on board this ship took an awfully long time. 
And because Key had heard the British planning to attack Baltimore, they wouldn't let him go until after the battle. Imagine. He knew what was coming, and he could do nothing to warn the Americans. On September 13th, 1813, the British attacked Fort McHenry as Francis Scott Key watched helplessly from the ship a few miles away. The battle was so fierce, Key was worried that the British would win. And as the sun set, the sky turned red, giving a last glimpse of the American flag as the fighting continued on into the darkness. And the fight, it raged on all through the rainy night. But once the rocket's red glare and the bombs bursting in the air had stopped, Francis Scott Key could not see which flag was flying above the fort. It wasn't until the morning, as the early light of dawn revealed the aftermath, that he could see that it was the American flag still flying. Francis Scott Key was so inspired that the next morning, he wrote a poem about what he experienced on the back of a letter he had in his pocket. And on September 16th, he was released in Baltimore, where he completed his poem. It was originally titled, In Defense of Fort Mahenry, and it was printed in newspapers from Georgia all the way to New Hampshire. It was set to music and various versions became popular, but it wasn't until 1889 that the song was first adopted for official use by the United States Navy. In 1916, President Woodrow Wilson ordered that the Star-Spangled Banner be played at military occasions, and President Herbert Hoover finally signed the bill that officially adopted it as our national anthem on March 4th, 1931. Now, did you know that? Because I didn't. Don't you think our children should? And yet in America today, after how many wars fought, won and lost, currently fighting now, for what reason? Do we not at least owe it to those who came before us? Who didn't sit behind a keyboard, keyboard and, and point fingers and blame people. They grabbed guns, they left home, and they fought for we what we now have. To the Iowa State Legislature, I love this. To the detractors, really? Because this is not something you're going to win. It's not something you're going to win. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back, as you could tell from this story, pendulum is swinging faster. Senate Republicans see the writing on the wall. They've got to choose. It's got to come to a vote. We must know who stands with us and who takes a knee. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. 
You know, before I bounce to some sound from Donald Trump talking to Rob Schmidt on Newsmax last night. Oh, I want to I want to drill down on this Iowa legislature considering making it mandatory for all students in classrooms to sing at least one of the four verses of the Star Spangled Banner. And I want to read to you one of these quotes from a lawmaker who clearly in Iowa is a Democrat and thinks this is a bad idea. And I want you to hear the rationale. The school classroom is not the place for mandating the singing of the national anthem, thus mandating patriotism for students. Who is saying this? This is Democrat Representative Sue Cahill. She blasted the idea that we teach in the very youngest among us. What this place is about. You're not owed anything. Our children believe they are owed. They are entitled. They've been bubble wrapped. They've been protected. They've been told, yes, you are that special. They believe it. They think what happens on Instagram is reality. Don't you think a little homegrown patriotism is in order? Ms. Cahill... And by the way, mandating patriotism, that should be a prerequisite. See, when people used to come here, ask anybody who's become a naturalized citizen. The hoops you've got to go through, the classes you've got to take, the lessons you have to learn. It's called education. How else can you appreciate the sacrifice of so many before you? If you don't understand the story of your home, Ms. Cahill, you are exactly what's wrong because I'm sure you're fine and dandy with kids in the classroom walking into the transition closet and hiding from their parents that they've been groomed, that they believe that they are somebody they are not. So I'm pretty sure you ought not be wagging your finger at the idea that our children be patriotic, that they appreciate the majesty of this great experiment, and that they feel as choked up as we when they hear the song start. Donald Trump last night. On Newsmax. You know, it's very interesting. We're watching this jockeying now as senators, specifically Republican senators, and I'm going to go with specifically Mitch McConnell. He's trying to gas. He's trying to stay in charge because there's a growing chorus of voices that say Mitch McConnell, for all of the ridiculous crap that he has foisted upon the American people in working in conjunction with triggered Democrats, as in Chuck Schumer and co., that he be removed from his Senate minority leadership position. Now you're going to see a giant scramble as, as public feedback on this ridiculous $118 billion punch in your face, which gives $20 billion ostensibly the things around the border and more than 90 billion to foreign countries. Ms. Cahill, you probably are for that, aren't you? See, here in America, we like America first. Donald Trump in what, 45 seconds, 30 seconds, completely dismantles 
everything that they were working for so much. We spent months. Oh. Trump blows it up. Here's your truth bomb. Well, it's hard to believe because I think it probably would mean the end of their career. This is a, uh, a Democrat trap. It's a trap for Republicans that would be so stupid, so foolish to sign a bill like this. This bill can't be signed. And it's not only that, it's massive amounts of money going out of town, as we say, going out of town. Billions and billions and billions of dollars. And uh, it's so bad on the border. I've never seen anything like it. Actually, it's one of the worst, one of the dumbest bills I've ever seen. I think it's... It is ridiculous, and he is correct. We scratch our heads. There's this really weird recruitment gap in the military. People aren't stupid. What used to be an honorable and noble profession to serve, to take an oath, to agree to sacrifice yourself for the greater good, for we the people, for the sovereignty of our nation, for our safety and security, for our prosperity, for our children to dream. Nobody wants to do it anymore. Why? You know why. And it's interesting, we went into the way back, got a, got a seat in the way back machine, managed to bounce back to 2019. Department of Homeland Security Secretary under Obama and Biden, Jay Johnson, saying very cogently, very clearly, look, a thousand people a day at our southern border is madness. Can you imagine if it was like four times that it would basically destroy the system? Listen, my staff will tell you if it was under 1,000 apprehensions the day before, that was a relatively good number. And if it was above yeah. 1,000, it was a relatively bad number, and I was going to be in a bad mood the whole day. On Tuesday, there were 4,000 apprehensions. I know that 1,000 overwhelms the system. I cannot begin to imagine what 4,000 a day looks like. So we are truly in a crisis. We are truly in a crisis, and the Senate has decided to present to the American people a plan for more than 8,000 potential people to come into this country every single day. They're not serious. They don't care about spending your money. They've been so used to getting away with it. They can operate and be immune from any kind of consequence. Well, you know what? I'm going to go with the gravy train is over. Over. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Who's going to vote? Who's going to vote which way? We know that there are at least 20 Republicans, senators who said this is dead on arrival. They need nine Republicans to peel off. What's going to happen? And what is on the line? And why I'm feeling quite positive about all of it. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, is it possible that the uh, Senate GOP is growing a pair of huevos? People say that. They're like, I don't think that word means what you think it means. And I'm like, no, it means eggs, and everybody knows what it means. They are growing some huevos in the Senate on the GOP side. I'm tired of people working in a bipartisan fashion on legislation that sucks. You can work all the time. You can work late at night. You can order Chinese. You can call each other on the phone. You can canoodle. I don't care. Because if it's crappy going in, 
It's going to be crappy coming out. And crappy equals 90 billion to foreign countries when we have 595,000 children in New York State alone who go to bed every night hungry. We have real problems in America. And I'm tired of the pants on fire, uniparty, left, rhino Republican party of suck. Try to come in after creating problems, spending our money to solve said problems. Only then to hold our feet to the fire and demand that we agree to the way they want to solve the problems and open up our wallets. Those people can suck it. Wallet is empty. It's time for America first. This is why I think this is very interesting. Watching this momentum. It's not taking weeks. It is taking now hours. Headline gatewaypundit.com. Opposition grows. 20 Senate Republicans pledged to reject uniparty border betrayal bill. 29 yet to declare their stance. Call your senators now. I agree. So here's the story. And I love how quickly these folks came out. Yesterday, we went over the the Senate GOP. I went through all 49 Republican senators. I went on conservativereview.com. Liberty scores exist at conservativereview.com. Gives you the opportunity to check the vote going back six years of any member of the House or the Senate. You can search by party. You can search by name. You can search by chamber. And we were able to tell you that of those 49 Senate Republicans, only five, five vote in a conservative fashion 90% of the time or more. They get A's. So who are are the people? How many people are getting F's? 17. 17 Senate Republicans vote in a conservative fashion 50% of the time or less. Those aren't conservatives. Those are not make America great again enthusiasts. Those are people who like hanging out with the Democrats, going out, smoking cigars, doing whatever the hell they do, working together and then voting against what conservative Americans want. And they will be called out. Here's your story. A coalition of Senate Republicans has firmly positioned themselves against A controversial piece of legislation spearheaded by Senator James Lankford, which critics now call the Invasion Authorization Act. Touche. The bill, developed in collaboration with Senators Kirsten Sinema and Chris Murphy, has ignited a firestorm of criticism from conservative ranks as it failed to adequately secure the U.S. border while allocating excessive funds to foreign aid. The comprehensive $118.2 billion national security supplemental package bill. Isn't that a kick in the pants? Oh, this is just extra. This is just an extra on top. You know, I know you guys already are mired by 34, almost $35 trillion in national debt. You know, what's another $118 billion after all? This has to stop. Staggering numbers here. $60.06 billion to Ukraine. Border security getting only 20 billion and the details are foggy at best pricey at at least we should say and they don't do much to secure the border so i want to give you here we go 
Chuck Schumer is losing his literal ever-loving mind on this, which is beautiful. And we're going to get some sound from him in just a minute. So here are the senators who are Republicans who say no to this bill. All right. 20 of them. Bill Haggerty, Tennessee, Eric Schmidt, Missouri, J.D. Fans, Ohio, Jim Risch of Idaho, Josh Hawley, Missouri, Katie Boyd, Britt, Alabama, Marco Rubio from Florida, Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, Mike Lee, Utah, rock star, by the way, Mike Braun, Indiana, Rand Paul, Kentucky, Rick Scott, Florida, Roger Marshall, Kansas, Ron Johnson, Wisconsin, Steve Daines, Montana, Ted Cruz, Texas, Tom Cotton, Arkansas, Tommy Tuberville, Alabama, Ted Budd, he was a good one, glad we got him, North Carolina, Deb Fisher, Nebraska, 29 senators though, Republican senators, have not publicly disavowed this legislation. And that is drawing some attention and some calls for action from their constituents. Ladies and gentlemen, that this is happening in a normally asleep at the wheel Republican Party, who's, and I'll say I'm just as guilty as anybody up until 2020, pretty much asleep at the wheel on, on, on autopilot, cruise control, just presuming that the stuff that was supposed to go on was going to go on, only to find out that there are a lot of folks who pretend to be with us who are not. So who are the 29 who are not committing to saying no? Murkowski, Sullivan, Boozman, Crapo, Young, Grassley, Ernst, Moran, McConnell, Hack, Cassidy, John Kennedy, Susan Collins, Roger Wicker, Cindy Hyde-Smith, Ricketts, Tillis, Hoven, Kramer, Mullen, Lankford, Graham, Lindsey Graham, Hack, Tim Scott, John Thune, Mike Rounds, John Cornyn, Romney, Shelley Moore, Capito, John Barrasso, and Cynthia Lummis. Now, she apparently has an A, Liberty score, so I'm going to say she's probably going to come over to our side. Ladies and gentlemen, we need 41 senators needed to vote no. We need 41. We have 20 if you heard your senator who has not said no to this, hey, do us all a favor and get to it. You know what you have to do. Don't look to somebody else to do it. You do it. And then tell your daughter and your son to do it. Talk to your neighbor and get them to do it. Here's the phone number. Call. Don't vote yes for this or you are done. Period. Now. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, I want to hear you. I want to I want you to hear a little bit of MSNBC because they bring out Chuck Schumer. They bring out the fiddle. Schumer is rosining the bow here. You've got Mika Brzezinski, Morning Joe, right? And she she's going to set up Chuck Schumer, who's clearly here on the program to to push the immediacy, the urgency, the need of us to pass this ridiculous bill, which is an insult to every single American, period. So here's the setup. Listen to Mika. I just don't know why anybody would, would not want this to go through. Well, maybe if you read any of it, Mika, maybe if you actually spent some time on it, Mika, you wouldn't like it so much. Here's your setup. Go. You've said that you worked very closely with Leader McConnell on this, this bill, now that we see what's in it, seems to be as bipartisan as it gets. Why wouldn't this, why wouldn't both sides really want this to go through? God, you suck. 
How do you look yourself in the mirror, woman? Honest to God. See, it's one thing to put on makeup and to pretend to the world. It's a whole nother thing when you got to wipe everything off and look in the mirror at who you are. You've got to see how much you suck. Wow. Here's Chuck Schumer with the cell. He's going to tell you, look, this was a lot of work. We, I mean, we really burned the midnight oil. I've never worked more closely with the Republicans. Kumbaya. As a celebration, let's just all sign on the dotted line and pretend that we're not raping Americans for more money that they don't want to give to foreign countries when our whole situation here at the border stinks. Here's Chuck Schumer. Well, it's a great question, Mika. Look, it took a long time, four months of arduous negotiations. <laughs> they fell off the tracks a whole bunch of times. I had to be on the phone even at midnight Aww. saying we've got to keep going. Wow. Why? We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Does that actually work on you guys anymore? Because that is so canned. That is so staged and written. He's reading it off of the paper in front of him. It says, we are at a crossroads. It's the time is going to tell. Are they going to look back on us in the, in the history books? and remember, Are they going to say that we failed? Well, I sure as hell hope so. Because we can't afford any more. Are you not listening, Chuck? So you've got the setup. You've got the cell. Now the threat, right? This is what they did during COVID. If you don't get the shot. Look, we've promised you everything. Free college tuition to free fishing licenses. Even a Ford F-150. Get the shot. And then when people didn't, it's going to be a winter of darkness and death. Then it got really nasty. It got gnarly in a hurry. And we were like, whoa, that changed. Well, here's the threat. Chuck Schumer now saying that if we don't spend billions of dollars overseas, your sons and daughters, my friends, could go to war in Europe. Listen. If we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war. And we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans what? won't like that. If we don't help Israel defend itself against Hamas, that perpetual war will go on and on and mm. on. If we don't help humanitarian aid to the starving Palestinians in Gaza, hundreds of thousands could starve. And the border, everyone has said it's chaos. A speaker, you just saw Speaker Johnson. He said it's mm -hmm. chaos. We have to do something legislative a few months ago. But what has happened, in answer to your, to que your question, so this is crucial for America. It's a turning point. History is going to look over our shoulders and say, did we rise to the occasion? Oh, shut up. You blow hard. You've sucked for 50 years, Chuck. Remember when you stood on the steps of the Supreme Court? Listen to me, Kavanaugh. Listen to me, Gorsuch. You have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. Oh, now's the time for us to kumbaya and come together. Is that how it goes? And then the obsession. Final hook. Always got to go back to Donald Trump. Can't stop. He lives in their brain. Listen. But too many Republicans, yeah. including Speaker Johnson, are just scared to death of Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump has said he wants chaos. 
Donald Trump has said, well, wait till I become president. That'll take at least a year. Ukraine could be gone. The border will get much worse. War in the Middle East will get worse, maybe bring, bringing, bringing us into it. He's doing it all for political reasons. My man, you guys are the ones in power. This is on you, not him. This is your problem. You did it. And now you're barking at us to bail you out? You clown? I think not, Chuck. I'm gonna enjoy your face plant way too much. All right, quick timeout when we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. The elitist hacks out there think we're all stupid, that they can lie about Joe Biden's clear cognitive collapse. But a new poll suggests we're not that stupid after all. Huh, I got it for you, don't go anywhere. You know, sometimes I just close my eyes and I remember how totally stupid all of this has been, all right? So close your eyes with me unless you're driving. We'll do this together. So in 2020, they tried to tell us that a guy, Joe Biden, who never campaigned, who was a mediocre, he was a mental midget at best, whose entire political career was predicated on on tragedy and capitalizing off of it. But that guy, nobody likes, got more votes than Barack Obama. And they expected you guys to believe that. And then beyond that, when evidence of clear fraud, you know, bringing out boxes and like suitcases full of ballots and running them through the machines all night that we're not supposed to see that. We don't know what that means. How about that that 3 a.m. ballot drop at the convention center on the loading docks? No, no, I didn't see that either. Oh, thank goodness. And we went forward. And then some virus hit that had been prescripted, pre, pre shall I say, pre-scripted. Event 201, Bill Gates, World Economic Forum, the axis of evil, right? <laughs> Coming together. <laughs> We're just going to see what happens if we do some pandemic stuff. A what? A virus? And it came from a bat? What? That is so wild. And they expected you to believe that, right? Then they wanted to tell you that, that it's totally normal for, for people who are angry, ne'er-do-wells, delinquents, just people who are ticked off in general. Just let them go and riot and burn everything down. Because it makes sense, right? What? And then they came after our children. They came after our children. And they tried to tell you that they know how to, how to parent your child better than you do. And that it's totally reasonable that a five-year-old knows if they're a boy or a girl. And you're just getting in the way. Step aside. And they wanted you to believe that that was normal. And now, after more than three years with Joe Biden... They think that we don't see. They has no idea what he's doing, where he is. He's like your old grandpa when you had to take the keys away. It's not funny. It is sad. It is embarrassing. It is scary. It is fraudulent. It is deceitful. It is beyond dishonest. It's a charade. It's embarrassing. 
And they expect you to believe that the emperor is fully clothed. Look at his beautiful silken trousers, right? Well, sadly, 61% of us are not fooled by the media cover-up of Joe Biden's mental decline. A clear majority see that he's in mental decline and believe correctly that the media are trying endlessly to cover up this frightening fact. And it is frightening. Between January 28th and 30th, so just like last week, Rasmussen reports surveyed 934 likely voters. It's not a huge sample, but it's curious. They asked, do you feel like over time, Joe Biden is getting less and less mentally sharp across every single gender, racial and age line? The majority said yes. Of everyone polled. And by the way, the 40% of people who don't admit it are lying to themselves. They're like that representative Cahill in Iowa who thinks singing the, the Star Spangled Banner, right, somehow is a bad idea in schools because it promotes patriotism. She's probably one of those folks who think Joe Biden is totally on top of his game. Everybody else is kidding themselves. Here we go. Looking at the internals of this Rasmussen poll, do you think that Joe Biden clearly is is losing it? 61% of men said yes. 57% of women said yes. 63% of those 18 to 39, 60% between 40 and 64, 51% over age 65, 59% of white people, 58% of black people. Um, It ain't working. And you're ticking us off. Because we actually have problems to solve. And they're problems that the Democrats... And their rhino compatriots of suck who are worse than the Democrats and their friends in the propagandist wing of the Uniparty, the media, create. All of this is because of them. Now, let me ask you, honest to goodness, unless you were listening to me, (laughs) if you turned off the TV, if you never opened another newspaper, If you didn't pay attention to any of these hacks, how much better off would you be to be able to make decisions, you know, the old fashioned way with your own judgment? This is on them. All of this is on them. They don't deserve our time. They don't deserve our ratings. And they deserve to be called out, period. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, I've got an announcement for you. I'm very excited about it. Looking forward to sharing it with you. And, you know, I find that jealousy is a pretty bad color on everybody, especially everybody at CNN. And, uh, oh boy, I gotta, I, you got to hear this. It's, it's educational and entertaining all at once. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio program.